Happy Wednesday, y'all. Well, it's week three, and Becca's journey to find love has hit a bit of a rough patch. First, Colton and Tia are miraculously in the same room. How did that happen? Plus, we have not one but two ambulances in one episode. But there are civil linings. Richard Marks is back with an old favorite and a new face. And our host looks dapper, delivering bad news in a fabulous Navy shirt. Hey, Harrison, wherever you go, whatever you do, I'll be right here waiting for you. You can count on it. Hey, everyone, I'm Lindsay, and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 56 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. We are on week three of Bachelorette Becca's Journey to Find Love. And let me tell you, there was a lot of drama this episode. Indeed. So many things happening that were weird and unexpected and odd and funny. Yes, two Mm -hmm. ambulances in one episode. What are the odds? The odds are actually pretty good. (laughs) I guess so. I mean, statistically speaking, the ambulances showed up pretty much every season. So, not twice anyway. in one episode, though. That's that's true. That that's is true. very true. So we start the episode off with um, rain. It is foreshadowing. It's going to be rocky roads ahead, and all of it the wasn't... guys are just brooding in their beanies and eating their scrambled eggs and not knowing what to do because it's raining outside. Yeah, well, to be fair, um, people freak out in L.A. when it rains, um, but I don't think the majority of these guys are from L.A. Um, And then, in addition, when they arrived, the driveway appeared that it had rained. So Mm -hmm. I really don't know why there was some, you know, there's so much shock over the the weather event. But uh, nonetheless, you are correct. There was some seasonally appropriate uh, attire um, yes. some, some scrambled eggs, a lot of scrambled a eggs. A lot of scrambled eggs. <laughs> Do you and eat scrambled apparent, eggs every day? Uh, uh, not every day. Occasionally. Um, I do prefer mine sunny side up. Okay. Um, or as one guy, I remember one time I was with this guy from East Texas. You'll appreciate this. And, um, he was a client and we were ordering breakfast and, uh, he looks up at the waitress and, uh, he says, I want two eggs looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a great way to order. Study set up anyway. So, but what shocked me was that um, Lincoln seems to uh, lack a shirt when he's preparing his eggs. Yeah, well, he lacks a shirt a lot of times, which I don't mind. Lincoln is jacked; he really is. And yeah. I thought he would have done better in his group date, which was he's athletic, amazingly, yeah, mm-hmm. amazingly unathletic for a guy that's built like him. But right, you know, do you may- think he maybe just he's crossfits a- all day long and just wants to be kind of buff? Yeah, so I have uh, one of my closest friends from high school was built like him. Um, probably not as big, but definitely the same type of build. And um, the the guy couldn't kick a ball. He couldn't hmm. jump. He, he couldn't shoot jump a basketball. A he, yeah, he couldn't <laughs> jump. I mean, he was just the most uncoordinated guy. But the second you put like a tremendous amount of weight in his hands, it got moved. So That's so weird. You know. Uh, yeah, I know you would think a guy like Lincoln would be one of the most athletic guys out there, but no. uh, apparently not. No, apparently not. not at all. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So Harrison, we are. Harrison comes into the sunken living room, and he and he lets the people know, hey, we're gonna have two group dates, 
one one-on-one date, you need to make the most of your time with Becca. I know. Standard speech. Standard um, speech. No surprises. Looking, yeah. looking great in his Navy shirt. Did he look a little tired to you? I think he, looked he a little is tired. tired because yeah. he, you know, carried that sledgehammer around all last week. Well, and not this to mention week, the, he, the sack of money he probably carried to the right, bank before. Right. His diamond shoes are a little too tight. So yeah. that uh-huh. makes up for some stuff too. And he commentated all weekend long with the football game. And, you know, it's just tough. Yeah. He had to go to Becca's hotel an extra trip. And, and break the news. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's just working hard and we should just understand that sometimes you can't have those little patches that go under your eyes to take away the bags in the dark okay. circles. Well, I'm, you know, thank you for recognizing that because I know you often see him as, you know, like Snow White with the glow around him mm-hmm. with an, animals doing things for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looked a little tired, but he was still, you know, Chris Harrison and he effectively delivered the don't waste your time speech. Right. Every, every season. So it's good to have him there, I think. And the guys felt confident yes like a hug it is unless he shows up unexpectedly then they're fearful that's right they don't know what harrison's about to tell them and they're scared or to drop the uh the the date uh rose which makes them pensive Um, and and uh alert professionality ish that's that's Mm -hmm. my face that's what i do (laughs) (laughs) so the, the first date was a group date and mm-hmm, it, it was. was something along the lines of, you know, let's pamper each other. And immediately, you know, it's a spa day. And there's yep. a handful of guys that, that go. But the big twist is Becca has her girls there to help be her eyes and ears. And it's Kendall. Do you remember her? She's the taxidermy girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she probably could use some um, some nail work to get the dead skin and fur out from under her nail. So that was I was happy to see they invited her. Um, I bet they she's might, really good at painting tiny nails too, she you know, because she probably paints the nails of the female mice mm-hmm. that she mm-hmm. dresses up as brides. Mm. Exactly. Uh, Caroline, she was the one that was really good friends with Becca. They were two peas in a pod during their season. But And she took full advantage of her 15 minutes. And she was the one for everyone's memory that, quote, knew what he did. Mm. Remember when she, she confronted Ari about his controversial decision? Yes, she knew what he did. Do you think she'll be in paradise? I hope not. I think she's a little too sophisticated for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that maybe Kendall will be there. And because mm-hmm. Kendall reminds me sort of a Carly-like personality, yeah. somebody that's sort of fun and playful. Yeah. And uh, she'll marry a guy that has like, you know, hypoglycemia or <laughs> some <laughs> innocuous medical condition that <laughs> sends him to the hospital. Then they'll have babies and be happy ever after. And uh, she'll dye her hair black. Spe- yeah. <laughs> Speaking of baby, baby Becca was there. Oh she my wasn't God. she she wasn't very loud. She wasn't stealing the show, I didn't think. Probably on the edibles. Um, and she's, was probably, she's too chill at the moment. Yeah. She probably had eaten some brownies on the way over to the spa. Um, I just pictured like, um, you know, she's like, you know, farming pot to field and all of a sudden the ABC van comes down this dirt road, you know, Hey, get in. I got 750 bucks as you go to a spa day in LA, hop in. Okay. And that she wore a bra, which was exciting. Yeah, that um, was probably one of the one of the considerations. The most dramatic moment of the night, right. for sure. <laughs> you know, upstage the Bachelorette. Um, um, 
CN was there. She was still mm-hmm. looking as lovely as ever. And then, of course, Tia was there. So naturally, since Tia is on this group date, mm-hmm. Colton is, of course, one of the guys that is invited on the group date. And so what we, a coincidence. Isn't that just the strangest yeah. thing how things happen? If you remember last week, Colton told Becca, hey, by the way, I feel like I need to tell you that I sort of halfway maybe dated Tia back in the day. Now, I tried to get the timeline right. So tell me if you think this is what happened. I'm going to have nothing good to <laughs> offer here, but I'll pretend <laughs> I'll pretend like I'm checking your work. Go right ahead. So from what I understand... <laughs> According, so, so Becca pulls Tia away and, you know, hey, I just want to check and what's up and hey, mm-hmm. do you think he's here for the right reasons? And from what I understand, the Ari season had already taped, but had not yet aired. So okay. they were in that weird middle section. So Colton is dating, I'm using air quotes, because Colton is always quick to say it was just a weekend Nothing really happened. And Tia confirms that. She said all we did was kiss. But they broke up, again, using air quotes, they decided not to date anymore because Colton was going to be on The Bachelor and found out that he had made the show. Now, the whole thing is, did Colton believe that it was Tia who was going to be the bachelorette. You could see, I mean, right behind Tia's eyes when Becca was questioning her, she wanted to say, it was supposed to be me. (laughs) (laughs) She practically did because, because Becca said, or maybe it was baby Becca who said, so do you think that he thought that you were going to be the next bachelorette? And Tia says, probably, probably, possibly yeah i yeah, yeah. She before just, they, before ari got crazy and then he rescinded my contract yeah right. absolutely yeah. <laughs> so that's the whole that's becca's trip up is that well if he if they broke up with each other so he could go on the show and be the bachelor because he's assuming it's going to be tia and let's face it a lot of us assumed it was going to be tia yeah i, I, I don't know if they assumed it but I, I think we all wanted it she would have been great yes so that's where, and she looks, and it could be editing, I don't know, but she looks like she hates everything. She yeah, looks she like look, she's she not, look, she doesn't want to yeah. talk to Becca. She's giving the flirty eyes to Colton. Mm-hmm. He's smiling at her. Becca's yeah. looking around. She pulls him aside and she's like, dude, are you here for the right reasons? And he's all, yeah. I she am. looked like uh, she looked like she should she wanted to be back in um, in Wiener, Arkansas, on top mm-hmm. of the water tower. Absolutely, or she did. yeah. And you um, never know. That's that's a that's something that was a little peek behind the curtain too. Is how many of these people know? Yeah. Contestants well, we've going into their season. Yeah, Caitlin slept with everybody just to. That was might have been part of the screening process mm-hmm, during her season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's getting a little incestual, uh, especially when they recycle people mm-hmm. um, because there's got to be you know there's like got to be some sort of congratulations you're a bachelor contestant party and everybody yeah. shows up and it's probably on. Yeah. Anyway, what did you think about the spa? Well, I'm using let the me, term spa well, very loosely. <laughs> Because <laughs> didn't um, it look like your grandma's entry hallway? It looked like yeah, some strip mall you right. know deal or 
But I will tell you that I have to confess, and I don't know, I'm sure a lot of people are in this boat, but um, my um, second date was the one-on-one between Donald Trump and Kim Mm Jong-un because mm -hmm. my programming was interrupted during the spa date. So I did not get to see the entirety of it, although I did get to see the Colton-Becca triangle meeting uh, Uh with uh, with Thea. And then um, when the programming resumed its normal timing, uh, I was looking at the chicken with turquoise nails Mm. um, arguing with Jordan Mm. about his professionality Mm -hmm. and his face. So, <laughs> sorry, so that's funny every point. time. <laughs> I thought, no, Let I me fill Donald in the Trump, blanks for you. I thought Donald Trump did enough to get a rose. He did, and uh, he, yeah. you know, and I forego his Harris, individual room to stay with that's right. Kim Jong Un. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I think um, Harrison might have been a better moderator yeah. um, than the lady, the like four foot eleven Korean lady mm-hmm. in the middle between them. Um, but I'm hopeful. Well, Harrison did live tweet. The summit. So that was great. Yeah. (laughs) Why? Harrison? Oh, yeah. Chris Harrison live tweeted it and just made it all bachelor related. It was hilarious because he's awesome. Okay. So there there was probably a 10 minute gap in there that I missed after the meeting. So you you, tell us what happened. You did not miss much. Um, The spa was just weird. It was set up in some room at a hotel, I think. And you know how you typically, whenever you go get your manicure your pedicure and your feet go in like bubble water the little foot spa that turns on and it bubbles well no i, I don't know i've never, <laughs> I've never you've had, had your toes done before no, I have Admit not. It. Listen, let me tell you my experience with that i don't get grossed out by much but um mrs some guy was in um, dallas because apparently they don't have um hairdressers and manicures and pedicures here you right. have to drive to dallas every couple months to I get, get your hair done Mm-hmm. But anyway, so um, we go to Dallas for a weekend and, and I drop her off for this appointment with, I um, can't remember the guy's name, but it's some guy. So he's got like one name, it's you Stephon. know, the guy that does her hair. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And um, so she meets him at the door and says, you know, I'll be two and a half hours. I'm like, OK, I don't know what goes on two and a half hours. But out of sheer curiosity, when I got done, I was waiting in the car and I said, you know, I'm going to go in and see what goes on in there. And I went in. And there were all these women lined up and they all had their feet soaking in these things while these people sat there on these stools and like scrubbed their dirty, disgusting, skin covered feet. And I literally almost threw up. (laughs) The feet aren't dirty because they have been cleaned in the soaky thing. But but just just like scraping the dead skin off somebody's feet. Yeah, that so is kind of cool. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't do feet, but so no, I don't know. I have an idea of what happens in there. Well, but. you saw the little thing that their feet are in, and it's bubbling, even if it mm. is like a miniature foot spa that you can buy at Walmart or Target. And what does that do? That just kind of softens up it, your feet. Yes, so. it softens okay. everything up, so it's easier to kind of rub the calluses and do all the things. <laughs> okay, to let's s- let's move past this as fast as we can. Fluff off all of the. <laughs> Skin cells that just need to, because you know it's it's sandal season. It is flip flop season, so we have to do that every once in a while. Anyway, all of that to say, they had if if you if you go back to Walmart with me and you go to the house cleaning section and you know the little Tupperware bucket that you hold all the cleaning supplies in. I do know the Tupperware bucket. Yes, (laughs) that's what they had. (laughs) 
for their feet. <laughs> and I'm sure it's just like ABC intern pouring Fiji water in there. And they're just sitting there because it reminded me of Firestone season when they never turned on the hot tub because you well, couldn't hear. It sounds like it's they terrible. were like... It sounds like they were uh, about two steps ahead of the health department. <laughs> exactly. It was so bad. <laughs> quick, quick, wrap it up, quick. <laughs> it was so bad. And then I was thinking what I envisioned in my mind when I see this scenario. So Becca's in her fluffy white robe with her bathing suit, I'm hoping. It wasn't her bra, but her bathing suit underneath it, which again was odd because they never did anything to get into water whatever so she comes along and she's hi guys and they have to go dress up i thought they would also get into a robe and everybody is being manicured and pedicured together meaning she oh. would put one of her girls with one of her guys and then they'd sort of do a q a sesh that is not the case the <sighs> guys had to dress in uniforms as if they were spa attendees oh. And they had to give the girls pedicures and manicures. Well, they walk into the room and who rushes over to Becca to sit at her feet? Well, Jordan, because he of knows course. how to well, play the his, game. Right, That's his thing, I think he said later on. He was in his element. He's so in his element. And I think Becca mm-hmm. was halfway excited to get him because she knew homegirl's going to get a really good pedicure right exactly. now. Exactly. He, yeah, he can do that, 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 uh, that, that stick thing they use to carve out your nails. I, I have seen that. It's like a like a like, it looks like a chopstick with yes. a point on it, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, do you use chopsticks when you go eat like Chinese food or sushi or anything? Sometimes just to see if I can. Now I I'm proficient with chopsticks, but you know just because I I like sushi and whatever, and so when in Rome or you know when in China, <laughs> when in that Asian country, exactly. do it. Mm-hmm. But but here's the thing: every time I I go and I, and like I'm eating my food with my chopsticks, I think. That, you know, that they would see the fork and go, you know, this is a better solution than a couple of sticks. <laughs> That's their fork. with chopsticks? Yes. You d- people don't know how to eat rice with chopsticks. You're supposed to hold the bowl up to your mouth and right. scoop but, it I mean, in. Or, or get a fork. Or a spoon. Or a spoon or, or a spork. <laughs> All right. Where were we? <laughs> we're way off. We are way off. <laughs> Okay, Jordan is doing her nails. Everybody else is doing everybody else's nails. Then we go to the summit for a little bit, and then we come back, and everybody, roles have reversed. So now girls are painting guys' nails. Mm -hmm. And Becca said really loud, I better see this at the rose ceremony. If you don't have your nails painted, I know you're not in this, which is... Random. So I don't know if guys picked their colors or the girls just, hee, 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 I'm going to paint it turquoise blue. Anyway, that's why all the guys have painted nails. That's all we do. It was very quick. It was weird. They were stuffed in this little room. Their feet are sitting in tepid water. It's gross. The next thing we know, they're at the cocktail party. And as Mm -hmm. you said, the chicken is... Halfway picking a fight, well, all the way picking a fight with Jordan because somehow the conversation rolls around to Tinder and Jordan announces that he has 4,000 matches on Tinder and a 100% click rate. Do you do Tinder? Because I, no, that, that, all that is, I have no idea what any of that means. So, does that mean, okay, so you get a a lot of matches. So, what has to happen is you have to say yes to them and they have to say yes to you. Okay. So they see your picture 
mm-hmm. on and Tinder, say, your profile, cute. right? Click. And you, mm-hmm. you have a profile. It's like, you know, me, I don't oh, know, you don't even doing CrossFit the, or you something. You don't even see the profile. You just see a picture. And oh, you so judge there's a headshot of like mm-hmm. me doing CrossFit or, you know, some kind of macho activity exactly. that, that's You're supposed to capture selfie. my essence. Mm-hmm. Taking a selfie enough. in the bathroom, right? Right, right. Yes. Just and It's supposed to capture enough of me to get sure. somebody interested, right? Absolutely. Okay. And then my understanding from looking at the, looking at the, the Snapchat and the Twitter and, the, and the, the Tinder is that somebody opens that and says, oh, look at Lindsay in her Texas locally grown shirt with the big smile on her face. I would like to meet her. Mm-hmm. And then based on that, I swipe one direction or another, right? Mm-hmm. So if I swipe right, I like you? Sure. I think that's and, the right direction. Okay, so that's my knowledge of Tinder. So what happens after that? So if, somebody else- if they swipe right on you too as well, then you're, you are considered a match and you can start ah, talking to each other. So that's what he's saying, other. like no one ever didn't swipe exactly. right on you? Exactly. <laughs> and the line. chicken just found that hard to believe. The funniest line, because that was my general understanding. And uh, he's just looking, never broke eye contact. And he goes, uh, seems high. Yeah, he did. That seems, that seems unlikely. I've never goes, known 100% of anything. Yeah, I'm not good at 100% of anything in life. That just seems a little... <laughs> A and but, the best was Jordan's reaction to it. He went straight to the Wilhelmina model. I don't oh think you know what that gosh. means. I know. It's so obnoxious. There are and only the, 300 of them in the world. And how much more did you like? Uh, I think it's 100, by the oh, way. Oh, sorry. Um, there are only 100 of them in the world. Yeah. Um, I actually um, represent several Wilhelmina models. They're all females, but, um, you know, whatever. Anyway, so... Uh, the funniest part was Jason and Will's trying not to laugh hysterically. Yes. Oh my gosh. I think <laughs> Will's head is completely in his jacket and Jason has a pillow. He is just he hiding looks behind so the bored. pillow. He's so not into her, it's, by the way. Oh He's God. over. Jason? Will's. Oh, Will's. Yeah, he's, I get it. Will's is done. Mm-hmm. I get yeah, it. Yeah, but he's he's probably a good dude. He's just he's over it. Yeah, he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, he he's not into all this drama. I think so, that um, th- that whole part again. If the chicken would just stop poking exactly. the bear. No, no, and, no, no, no. He he needs to stop telling Becca. Is what oh, he needs to do. Well, yeah, I knew he was going to do that. That's he's but, the informer. Yeah. It, but um, Becca, you could tell like when he gave her, when Jordan got all freaked out when she said, "Hey, four thousand likes or whatever," mm-hmm. and he you know, got five. all mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got all mad at what's his face. Um, and then there was that awkward hug. Yeah, and you could <laughs> With tell Jordan, on her. Yes. yes, and you could tell on her face that she was just kind of poking at him too. I mean, yep. he's the only reason he's there is so they can make him say stuff like that. Absolutely, he. Which is great. And the the whole thing about Becca coming back and saying, hey, Jordan, 4,000 Tinder matches right here, buddy, to high five him. So immediately Jordan gives another one of his Zoolander looks to the chicken. And yeah, he's, like, Which he's one's saying, that? what am I looking at? Yeah. He's like, dude, what what are you doing? Why am I such a big part of your time with Becca? Why are you? And yeah. that that's when the chicken keeps going, are you Clint Eastwood? Is that Clint Eastwood? Is that pensive? Show me pensive. I don't usually laugh out loud at the show unless something really awful happens to somebody, like they get left in an ice castle Mm -hmm. or on a beach somewhere or in a voodoo hut. Remember that one? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But anyway, that kind of stuff makes me laugh. But man, that really made me laugh last night when he was just poking at him and then he was trying to figure out what look he was getting. Yes. uh, 
it, D- Jordan didn't respond until he goes, uh, I can't tell. I can't tell what look that is. And then, <laughs> then he went again straight to the Wilhelmina <laughs> model, which, I mean, maybe in his circles, you would think that that would impress somebody. Probably. But, you know, in the real world, people, you know, just kind of nod at that, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, you know, when um, you're telling them professionality is my face. Yeah. That, and then he said he was going to be, he was going to be very implicit with his oh, strategy, which yes. I didn't really know what that mean. I think that was a blatant misuse of, well, misuse of every word in that sentence. Yeah. But. <laughs> and, and ABC aired it to make us think that Jordan yeah. is going to punch David hard enough and long enough. No, you know what I believe? Excessive blood would land everywhere. I believe that maybe Jordan had spilled some sort of um, lotion or maybe some sort of moisturizer on the floor. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. tanning gotcha. oil. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe David slipped in it was, yes. was the only rational explanation <sighs> for. But I didn't believe there's any kind of physical altercation. But what actually happened? We cut back to the scene, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, somebody says, David, with an exclamation point. Mm-hmm. And you take it from there. What happened? Let's see. It looks like... He was attacked by a bear. There's blood everywhere. And here comes the ambulance, and then we go to commercial. He comes down in a neck brace, right? Yeah. In, uh, in, in a pair of shorts. In the birthing position. In mm-hmm. the birthing position, yeah. Maybe he had two issues. Um, but th- I believe somebody said, please don't die. Oh, right, right. Blake um, is the one who found him and kept saying, please don't die. But at the time, we didn't know what had happened. Well, but there's, when he's on the stretcher, he's yeah. literally waving to right. people. He's got no, he's not hooked up to anything. Yeah. He's just got a neck brace on. You would think that, you know, semi-educated 20-somethings would realize that his life at that point was not in danger. Mm-hmm. Although, if I found somebody face down and bloody, I would be, yes. you know, Concerned. upset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Harrison knocks on her door and she's like, oh my God, Chris Harrison. I mean, I'm so nervous. Why are you here? And he yeah. said, well, there's been an incident. Dun, dun, Do you think she dun. was just glad it wasn't Ross, the ex-boyfriend? Oh, I'm still waiting for him to show up. Wishful so thinking. he tells Becca, there's been an incident. And she said, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. what? And he said, David is in the ICU. And my favorite part was, oh my gosh, who did that to him? Because <laughs> she just assumed that somebody beat him up, which I thought was hilarious. She was told to ask Chris Harrison who did that to him. No, she thought it automatically because no, he's such didn't. a chot. Yes, she did. No, I know she did. No, nope, I know she did. And I know she okay. did. So then Harrison says, well, um, there he was an accident. He fell out of his bunk bed. And everybody's like, wah, wah. But it really was sad because he apparently fell on his face and broke his nose, I believe, and it's all scratched up. And anybody knows, if you cut anything on your head, blood gushes from your head. Well, no, I was going to say, if, if uh, you know, as growing up as a boy, you know, either ath- you know, through a fights and or athletic events, you know, as someone inevitably has a bloody nose and those things, oh, yeah, yeah Gosh. you bleed. Oh my Crazy. gosh! Yeah. And that's when Blake found him like face down in a puddle of his own blood and he was not responsive. And so I, I think a, that's I, when Blake was saying, I sure. hope he's not dead. I hope he's not dead. Um, do, do, let me ask you a question though. Um, do you think it would maybe be reasonable to clean up the blood? Um, the second 
maybe they took him away in the stretcher? No, it's much more dramatic <laughs> if you leave it there for the B-roll. You, I mean, you know, producers like, don't touch it. Do not touch it. Please, can we spirit around some get more, away, please? Get away from that get blood. Get away, get away, get away. Guy, you guy with the blood on you, stay right there. Do not yeah. wash your hands. Yeah. It was great. But the, the interesting thing was the next morning they all talk about it, and they were saying, Chris, I believe, the Crazy Eddie guy, he who had the one-on-one, he said he heard the thud or the thump or the fall mm-hmm. across the way that they, mm-hmm. it was so loud. So he is taken to the ICU to get his face mended and sewed mm-hmm. up. And Harrison's basically, do you want to talk to him? And she's like, oh yes. And so they call and his whole spiel is, I'm, I'm going to get my face fixed up and then I'm going to come back. Mm-hmm. I would never leave just because mm-hmm. I fell out of the bed. And we have to give credit where credit is due. Do you remember Jordan's line? No. Something clearly about the chicken. Chick- clearly chickens can't fly. Yeah. I, th- I thought that for him was, was pretty creative. I, that actually made me grin too. Yes. So. Well, I was going to ask you if you've ever fallen out of a bunk bed before or any bed. I, of course, when you're, I mean, of course I've fallen out of bed before, but I, I, I think probably when I was a kid, the last time I recall falling out of any sort of bed was when I was camping and I rolled out of a cot. Um, there was an earthquake. And, <laughs> no, I think, <laughs> I think I was used to being in a king size bed. Yes. Um, you know, like, like, uh, uh, the chicken guy. Yeah. But, um, I remember, um, landing on the ground and that's of course not very pleasant. Um, but I was inside of a sleeping bag, so I had oh. some cushion. Good. And um, but I would attribute that more to an uneven ground issue. I huh. think I, I I pick my camp site um, and where I where I put my tent, the, the ground was uneven. So yeah. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna chalk it up to that rather than just sheer incompetence when I'm sleeping. Mm. How about you? Have you ever fallen out of bed? I know you oh, have yes. all kinds of weird injury stories. So <laughs> what do you mean? And yes, I have fallen out of the bed. What do I, mean? I used to fall out. Of, I used to fall out of the bed all the time for some reason. And, you know, you're thinking right now, oh, as a seven, eight-year-old kid, I get, no, I was a grown adult, and I would fall out of the bed. I had a trundle bed my parents' house forever, and I never slept in a big bed um, for the longest time. But I would, I would roll right out of it, bam. And I know many people who have fallen out of bunk beds. It's very, very scary because it's a, it's a, a limp fall and you crash to the ground. I thought it was interesting that he hit his face. Um, Cause I would, I would think that you hit a shoulder first or something, but maybe, maybe he did, but I did, I did some research. Do you know how many injuries per year from falling out of a bunk bed? Do you want to take a wild guess? Um, I'm going to say, I, I have no frame of reference. Um, 300. 640,000. That Injuries seems high. from falling out high. of a bunk bed. No, that, no, that's, no, that's, no, no, that's about I'm, as reliable as Jordan's Tinder statistic. Nope, nope, because I'm about <laughs> to give you I'm about to give you another statistic where you're gonna go, oh, that makes yeah. sense. Who um what's the source? <laughs> I mean, who tracks this? The National Bunk Bed Association? <laughs> no, or? it was some sort of injury prevention something or other foundation. But guess who the people are who roll out of the bed the most? You're never going to uh, guess. I'm going to go with 28-year-old Bachelor contestants. <laughs> no. Is that men, a demo? <laughs> no. <laughs> men in jail. 
they fall out of their bunk beds all day long. And that's okay, well, why the stats are so high. Well, I, some of that is probably induced sure. in, in jail, don't you think? Um, I'm imagining, yes. Yeah. What happened to Steve? Well, he just fell out of his bunk bed. I was minding my own business down here with this <laughs> sharp object I sharpened against the brick wall while you guys were on the other side of the with prison. my chopsticks. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's fine. Um, you tried to steal the liquor I was making in the toilet, and um, I had to get back. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I, just, I, don't I know. was going to retaliate, but God willing, he fell out of his bunk bed. And uh, you guys need to come in here now and help him. <laughs> oh, and by the way, report this to the bunk bed safety. <laughs> yeah. Injury <laughs> prevention people will really want to know about this. Um, do you know I think that's that... part of like what the police when when prisons come up for review, you know, they have yeah. to give all kinds of stats. You know, do you think that's one of them? Oh, I'm sure. How, how many how many toilets have been filled with makeshift moonshine, and how many guys have fallen out of the bunk bed? That's right. Um, can you? I was just on this little rabbit trail of bunk bed injuries, and it led me to another article that talked about the the most annoying things mm-hmm. about being on the top bunk or having a top bunk when you're growing up or when you're in whatever situation well, at camp or jail or whatever. Uh, what are what do you think the top ten? Well, uh, well, the top three most annoying things are about I, the top bunk. I have some experience. Um, because I have a twin brother and for a short time we had bunk beds mm-hmm. uh, before I got my own room, which is heaven, by the way. Best day ever. Yeah. Um, Do you have to share we, with your sister? We can, no, I didn't have to share with my sister. Got everything she wanted all the time and <laughs> never shared anything. Um, you love her so much. <laughs> I do. My sister is wonderful. She's one of the. She is literally the nicest person I know, and mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not sugarcoating that. She really is a decent, kind, nice person. Now my brother. We could have another chat about that, but mm. um, so bunk bed. So, of course, when you're you know a uh, a child and you have bunk beds and they're still a novelty. Oh yeah. Uh, you have to um, you you fight over who gets the top bunk. Although, um, it is often sold to the one in the bottom bunk that hey we can hang this blanket over here and now you have a fort. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how you get coerced into the bottom bunk. Now, the injuries are the most annoying thing. Number one is it depends on where the ladder is located. Okay. Now, the ladder is on the, on, the, on the top of the bed, like where your pillow would go. Okay. And it goes down at, say, a 45-degree angle. That's an easy dismount. However, <laughs> if the ladder is stuck to the side of the bed uh-huh. at, you know, at a 90-degree at a angle yeah. to the floor, depending on the room, um, where you and I grew up, every room has a ceiling fan. Yes. Um, which can be quite dangerous. Yes. <laughs> in the middle of the night when your face is several inches from the edge of the blade. Um, so that Terrible. would be number two. I number know two, two children three. who've had stitches because their head chipped the right. blade being on the top bunk. Yep. Yep. And number three for me would be, um, this is more of a parent related claim, but making the bed would oh, be. Oh, that's number like, three on here. Go. Those are my top three. Okay. Making the bed was number three. Hitting your head. I think that can go on along the with the blade, yeah. but it's hitting it on the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, when you get up in the morning and forget and you raise out of bed and clonk. Like, like you're on a submarine. <laughs> yes. This is this is my favorite one because it's the day and age we live in. And the number one most annoying thing about being on the top bunk is you don't have an outlet right there for your phone. 
there you go. See, that's we're dating ourselves, but that is true. I love it's, it. I love it. And so, it's so, so true because I, whenever I go to Africa, I somehow I'm on the top bunk and that's what I think every single time. And you are right. It is the 90, 90 degree angle ladder that yeah, I just want to punch in the face. Exactly. But don't, don't you feel so? I, I was in a bunk bed. Um, I went and stayed at a friend's um, lake house, which they also use as like a hunting type of thing. And mm-hmm. so there's, you know, they have to have efficient space. And uh, is it me or did you just feel like a freaking elephant yes. climbing that ladder <laughs> trying to get in and out? I mean, you just yes. feel so uncoordinated. You're like Lincoln on the football <laughs> field. I mean, you just. <laughs> Your arms don't work right. You know, you're trying to get your foot on that ladder without like scraping your shin all the way down. And not wake up the person who's below you too, because you're rocking the whole entire thing, hoisting yourself. It was all bad. It was all very bad. Rolling over just occurs to you that this thing could collapse at any moment. And then you're like, well, at least I'm not on the bottom. I won't be crushed to death. That's terrible. I'm Uh, just glad I'm in prison. That would up the danger. Yeah. So... (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, there's your bunk, bunk bed useless information. It'll come in handy at parties, I'm sure. So the hey, second can we talk date. About the bachelorette? Yeah. You want to talk about the bachelorette? Let's do that. <laughs> the second date is with Chris, who I call Crazy Eddie from Friends. He got the one on one date. And um, that was a surprise to me that he got a one on one date because I feel mm-hmm. like he's not even below radar. He's no radar. So that was an interesting one on one date to me. I also think he was shocked to get it as well. But they go to a recording studio and they have to write each other a love song. And who do they have as their mentor? Richard Marks. Oh my gosh. I love Richard Marks, by the way. I, I know you're going to be surprised too. by that. And I um, thought this was the greatest thing ever. And I had such joy sharing yes. with the young ones around me, the and wonder I, of know, Richard Marks. There, I shared this with you, but there's a connection that you have that you don't know you have to Richard Marks. It's a reason for you to like him even more. Did you oh, know I who know his it. first wife was? Yes, I do. Yeah. Penny from Dirty right. Dancing. That's right. Cynthia Rhodes. And she yeah. also was the lead singer of Anna Motion. You're my obsession. You yes. remember that song? Yes. Um, do you know who he's married to now? Yes, I do. Because my I, friend Amy told me last night. Daisy Fuentes, right? Yes. She was my favorite VJ. And, and she divorced Luis Miguel, who is about the biggest thing in South America. Yes. Freaking Latin America, for sure. Do you find that odd? Richard Marks um, and Daisy. No, because here's the thing. I have actually, I actually like Richard Marks, but mm-hmm. um, I, as you know, um, I'm a big music fan and stuff. And so I, whenever I hear a song I like, I'm more interested in like the songwriter and that mm-hmm, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he has written prolifically, like, I mean, for Keith Urban, Vince Gill, yes. um, I mean, it's a whole Luther list Vandross, of these. I saw That's that. Right. Yeah. He's a prolific songwriter and look, he had a, you know, he, he's a little, you know, soft rockish, but will you um, sing one of his songs? Um, a- after this podcast, I'll be happy to sing. Please, we are in episode fifty-six, and these people know you and love you and want to hear you sing right here, waiting. Um, wherever you go, how's it go? I'll be there. Wherever you go, I can't remember that. Whatever you do, I'll be right here waiting for you. Is that how it goes? Wherever yes. it takes. Oh, my heart breaks.
you know anything else he sings? Um, I do. Could have known better is another one. Um, Hold on to the night. Hold um, is on another one. to the night. That was a um, good one. Um, there were a few that he was really good. And there he was a. Um, there's a he liked endless summer nights too. How do you think he looked? He looked great. I mean, the guy's in his is got to be in his late fifties or mid fifties. Fifty four. Yes, yeah, I looked, looked it up because I thought I want the number of his plastic surgeon because he looked. I mean, he looked. He didn't look fake plastic, but you could yeah. tell he had a little Botox and a little work done. But it looked great. I thought yeah. he looked well, great. And and he's your standard, you know, recycled star that they get on the show. But sure. um, look, um, he's. Uh, I felt like we were moving toward Pitbull last time yes. with um, yes. with uh, Lil Wayne or Lil, who was it? Lil John. Um, Lil, Lil John. John. I'm sorry, the mm-hmm. Lil Wayne. Lil John. Yep. Sorry, I was a little confused. A little confused. That's all right. <laughs> um, but now we're sort of moving away from Pitbull. But I feel like. Richard Marks is prolific enough to where he could actually collaborate with Pitbull mm-hmm. and make, make a good song. So I'm still hopeful. Okay. Well, maybe we'll see that happen. It was nice that he did sing. He did serenade them with his beautiful grand piano in the ballroom of whatever. And Chris and yeah. Becca got to sway back and forth. It was a good time. I loved the day. How, how did you feel about um, Chris's outfit? Now, let me say, before you Mm-mm. tell me, um, do, this is the God's honest truth. When you know they do, I know the what stand. you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Yes, go ahead and tell me what I'm going to say. I, whenever it shows them who's getting out of yes. the limo, you yes. thought it was Becca and it was him. Yes. Oh my gosh, I did too. I thought when she when the white little tennis shoes and the and the skinny jeans stepped out, I thought, why is Becca getting out first? And and that was an honest, like I wasn't even kidding myself. I thought that's weird. And then he stands up in his whatever kind of jacket oh, that was. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The funniest part was, um, so Mrs. Some guy was doing something in the kitchen and kind of half paying attention. And uh, when they were sitting in the hall, um, you know, he was crying over his sad story and how sure. he can't write lyrics. Um, yes. She came in and she goes, I would wear that jacket. <laughs> even so the jacket relegated was, an, it was an interesting hybrid of an 80s denim vest with... Uh, and then the- the hoodie, the hoodie the hoodie aspect sweatshirt underneath, but it was all attached. It wasn't like he was layering. It was it all attached. It looked like something that one of the Backstreet Boys would yes, wear on stage. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Then he had his jeggings, as you said, and his yes. white Adidas. Let me ask you this, because we're going to segue into the next date. Yes. Um, a guaranteed rose if you open up and tell your tell your sob story, right? My dad left me. Mommy mm-hmm. didn't love me. Mm-hmm. Nobody hugged me. Um, I killed my husband, allegedly, or you know, mm-hmm. one of those mm-hmm. stories mm-hmm. for her. What was her name? The one that killed her husband, allegedly? Yep. Her. Um, she was from Short Austin. Short brown hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was nuts. Um, so if you tell one of those, that's pretty much, you know, you, you make it to the next week, right? But you got to be careful when you pull that trigger because if you do it too early, then you, there's no get-out-of-jail-free card. Exactly. What is the other guaranteed rose situation? What is the other guarantee rose situation? Oh, injury, totally. That's right. <laughs> injury, yes. Which, injury on a date. Injury on a injury date. Injury on a date, yes. Which, you know, sweet chicken man would have received the rose if he, you know, if they could have sewed his face up faster, but they didn't. He had to stay in the ICU thought it was very considerate that they didn't do the rose ceremony this week because he needs to come back, show his injured face, yes. and then she's going to have to look at him and send him home if she really wants to do that. But <laughs> I think I think you get a rose if you take one for the team like that. 
Especially on a group Take one to the face. Which brings us, as you said, to the third group date. It was football. At first, you're thinking, is it fair that Clay has been selected to be in the football group date? But then you think, well, let him do his thing. And they put him on the, you put him with the worst people ever. And all the other athletes on the other side. So there, there was at least some sort of fairness going on. But... Man, who were you impressed well, with? We've already, we've already talked about Lincoln, how Lincoln, Lincoln just... Was, he, uh, he couldn't even... Oh, my gosh. He couldn't run, yeah, hardly. Terrible. I don't know what he, it was. And he kept blaming... He's too busy trying to balance his chest and shoulders. <laughs> he, <laughs> he kept blaming Britain like for some reason, but that's okay. <laughs> and so I, I was surprised by the beast, Mike, with the long hair, how he seemed to be just trucking along during the game he did a good job he's and a sportscaster so i think he's probably got some athletic background sure. that would you know that, that wasn't surprising garrett of course did yeah garrett was clearly clearly played football in his past and he went he went all out he's he's that guy that you know these guys aren't are trying to just avoid injury at a certain point yeah um and you can tell that you know what uh harrison gave um somebody a hard time for not wanting to take a hit yeah um but i get it man i mean you know even even when you're you know, when you, when you're 18, 19 years old, you don't care. And I have to, I've said this before. I mean, I was an athlete for, you know, I, I still try to participate in things I can, but as far as contact sports, I miss the contact to this date. Uh-huh. I mean, I just, there's something about running through somebody or knocking a guy on his rear end or getting knocked on your rear end that I think every guy should experience. And it's, it's a, I miss it every single time I watch a sport. So well, I get the contact. Um, and a lot of those guys seem to enjoy it more than others. I think you're forgetting that some women get knocked on their rear end or knock someone on their rear end. Don't you remember well, the days, legend football league women who were there yes. during practice mm-hmm. with their, you know, their, mm-hmm. what's it called? Their pads above their yeah. boobs. And their hockey masks mm-hmm. or hockey helmets, which yeah. I thought was, a, um, that's actually a smarter choice because you're not tempted to go in head first right so i, I think that was so. but yeah garrett played played a good game i thought uh, mike was good um they had some um uh good moments with um with what's it what's the the, the guy that got hurt clay clay yeah uh, he did a great he, job of course he did and, and then, then he got hurt and then he broke his wrist in the bachelor football game do you think um do you think he's ever going to live that down oh yeah i think he'll live that down i think in the nfl oh yeah 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 I don't know if you know this. Um, I don't know if he's as um, apparently he's played in a few games, but he's more of a like bench warmer guy, which I'm not going to take away from. You got to be a phenomenal athlete to to be a pro athlete, and he clearly is. But their contracts prohibit them from engaging in stuff like that. They can't mm-hmm. play beach volleyball. They can't. Mm-hmm. There's a whole ride jet skis, and it's a breach of their contract. And so um, the first thing I thought was, man. Uh, if he breaks his wrist doing that, he's going to be in trouble with, with whoever, whatever team wants to take him. And a guy like that who probably, you know, is lucky to make the squad every year. Um, but if he's a free that. agent, does he have a contract that he's in breach of? Or will they just oh, know, know hey, you agent. just broke. Yeah, he's a free agent. Oh, so I don't know. Well, so look, I'm but sure if, he's But fine. they'll be able to say, hey, you broke your wrist on national TV. Are you okay oh. to play? But I, and I don't know if, if a guy like him has those provisions in the contract, but I do know like the star players can't, you know, they, they're not supposed yeah. to play father-son football games. They're not supposed to basically do anything that can get them hurt. Well, my big question was, I had major knee surgery 
And a million times, right? A million times. And it was day surgery. I mean, I went in the morning and I was out the afternoon. Now, exactly. I had I had a straight leg breaks and crutches and I hopped up on hydrocodone. But if we've got the chicken man who's fallen on his face and is in intensive care and has been sewn up, why can't, I mean, even if it's a teeny tiny bone in the wrist and it's a, an, it, it has to be some sort of day surgery, I would think. The only why thing can't I he can come think back? Of, well, the only thing I can think of is his doctor is wherever he lives. You know, yeah, and that does make sense because they are about to, you know, go find to love in and go to Nebraska Europe or, mm-hmm, or right. go to China or Thailand or somewhere yeah, Asian. Somewhere Asian, they're gonna they're gonna find love in Nebraska and then maybe somewhere else and then maybe somewhere else. And so maybe he can't be far away for ther- physical therapy purposes or something. I don't know, but it just seemed. And and you texted me last night and you said he's faking it or he wants out or something like that. Like, no, time. he doesn't. But he's my top, my top four. No, he's got no personality. He's gone. No, but it doesn't matter about personality right now. The sweetness can trump a lot of stuff. Yeah. And she kept saying, well, he has a great heart. And so I don't know. Who do you think? So is- she said she has a really big, big, and I was like, "What? Heart, heart, heart. He's got a big heart." <laughs> <laughs> she may change her tune after the fantasy sweet dates. Uh, maybe focus on some other area of his anatomy. But for now, Clay has a big heart, and I agree with that. I just don't think he has much of a personality. <laughs> As always, thank y'all for listening. I'd love to connect on social media, so you can find me on Twitter at Lindsay or on Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay Ray. And it would be so nice if you would review the podcast on iTunes. And don't forget to pre-order my book, Why I Hate Green Beans, at your favorite retailer. Until we are together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever. Love to you,